Wayne Delusters and today we're off to Beechworth in North East Victoria. Welcome to the Wine Delust podcast. My name's Janine and I run a wine events business in Canberra. But my real passion is travel and my bucket list is to travel to every wine region in the world. In this series, I'll be exploring some regional Aussie wine destinations. I'll give you some tips whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girls weekend, or you're dragging the kids along. Pour yourself a glass and let's get exploring. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land. When I visit wineries, the winemakers that I speak to are always so passionate about the land. And it makes me think about our First Nations people and their real true connection to the land. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and extend this to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening. Today we're visiting Beechworth. Beechworth is such a beautiful town and it really highlights Australian's modern history. There are two main streets that intersect and all along are heritage buildings that are now full of beautiful petite stores and restaurants. Just down the road is the huge sandstone walls of the former jail that infamously housed Ned Kelly's mother, brother and many of the Kelly gang and their sympathisers. Just around the corner is the former library, which is now the oldest regional museum dedicated to Robert O'Hara Burke of Burke and Will's Explorer fame. He was actually a superintendent of the police in Beechworth before he set off on his expedition. Beechworth is also Victoria's best preserved gold mining town and there's some 32 buildings listed on the National Trust. Gold was discovered here in 1852 and about 20,000 people descended and were living in this town within five years. That is four times more than the local population now. But I think one of the most exciting things is it's also home to some beautiful cool climate wines and that's what we're going to talk about more today. The Australian Geographical Indication of Beechworth has only been around since 2000, so it's quite a young region. The wine-growing land covers much of the elevated land surrounding the towns of Beechworth and Stanley. Being located not far from the Victorian Alpine region, the area is quite hilly. And this allows the grapes to ripen reliably with cool nights. There are only about two dozen vineyards in the region, and most are small boutique wineries run by families. So what wines to try? Well, the Chardonnay and Pinot Noir are the key grapes around here. A lot of Italian migrants have settled all over the northeast Victoria area, so you can find a lot of Italian varieties as well. So some cellar door suggestions. A lot of the cellar doors in Beechworth are open on weekends or by appointment only. The most famous producers in the region is Gioconda and Castagna. Both you'll need to make appointments with. I've had lovely experiences at Indigo Vineyard and Pennyweight also. And of course you have to visit Brett and Liz at Star Lane Winery. If you feel like a cleansing ale, there's also Bridge Road Brewery right in the centre of town. My first guest today is Liz from Star Lane Winery. I love meeting women winemakers whenever I get the chance. Star Lane is located about 15 minutes north of Beechworth. It's a beautiful barn-looking cellar door, two storeys high, overlooking their vines. I love how they're stretching the boundaries of winemaking. They're the only winery in the world using native red gum timber, which you'll hear more about. They also have huge clay amphoras. These are like massive clay pots, six foot tall, that they do their Italian varieties in. We're in the beautiful cellar door overlooking the vineyard, 
and Liz talked about the fabulous events they do. So I'm here with Liz from Star Lane Winery in Beechworth. We're in your beautiful cellar door overlooking the vineyards. Lots of hard wood in here. Beautiful big table. Gorgeous handmade chairs, are they? Yes. From your yeah, yeah, they're red gum. Red oh, gum. Okay. Yes. yes. Now, yeah. tell me about this red gum because I read that you have red gum barrels that you yes, yes, yeah. so age your wine in. We do. So we've actually, my family actually has a history in the red gum tin milling industry. So yes, my family have had about five generations. Oh wow! And of course, now that's actually now stopped. You know, people aren't going into the forest. So we have actually used some reclaimed timber and made some red gum barrels with the reclaimed timber. And, yeah, we're the only people in the world to be maturing uh, wine in Australian hardwood timber. Wow. Yeah, so it did take us quite a period of time to be able to get the timber right so that there's a hint of eucalypt without being too left of field. But it's a a beautiful wine and, yeah, um, it's presented in a red gum timber box and we actually use merino fleece. Oh, inside wow. the box too for the lining of the box so yeah it's um it's been very very popular particularly for gifts for people you know for 50th 60th 70th yeah. and, but also people just as a collector's item and because it's presented in such a beautiful red gum timber box it also looks beautiful and people sell us very interesting interesting wine so it's only the one wine that you age in those just barrels? the shiraz only the shiraz the shiraz was most suitable we did do some trials with the mellow but the Shiraz was best suited. And yes. so how long do you keep it in the barrel for? So we keep it in the barrel for two years. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. So, and it's quite interesting. So uh, red gum is actually quite a fine grain timber. And interesting enough, it actually looks as if it wouldn't be, but it's actually a lot more porous than oak. Oh. So basically what that sort of does to the wine as it's ageing, if you compare, you know, two wines of the same varietal, one that's been matured in oak and one that's been matured in the red gum barrel, the red gum barrel actually takes on a lot of those secondary sort of characters a lot more quickly than what the wine in the oak barrel does. So it appears as a much more mature wine. Yeah, oh, fantastic. So, yes, yeah. That sounds awesome. So do you have a lot of people doing that comparable? Yeah, we do actually. So quite often if they buy a bottle of the red gum, then they'll buy a bottle of, you know, the, the same vintage year of the Shiraz and they'll often compare it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do you have enough barrels that you could export them to other wineries we, or you'd like to try and keep it unique to you? We're actually keeping yeah. it unique to us, yeah. yeah. And we actually have had a lot of interest and we've actually, funnily enough, had quite a lot of interest from whiskey, from the whiskey producers. Often with the um, French oak and both you can use them multiple times. Yes. Like it's the same with the red gum barrels? It is, but it's the same with the oak. You know, you're not going to get as much influence, so, which is why for our other varietals we use about 30% new because you're wanting that new that new component to sort of come into the yeah into the mix as well so generally we just have the one barrel each for each vintage and then after that period of time it's pretty much just a storage vessel after that yes and you guys are telling me that you've got a lot of the red grapes here but one of the exciting things is you've just regrafted over some of your merlot yes with your first white that's it correct so we've uh, grafted, grafted over half of our Merlot to Chardonnay, 
There's a huge demand for Beechworth Chardonnay and it's becoming really popular. Um, and Beechworth's producing some beautiful Chardonnays, some really world-class Chardonnays. So hopefully we'll get a small crop next year and we'll make some barrel-fermented Chardonnay. Excellent, yeah. yeah. Which is really exciting. Yeah, so you've got um, your Shiraz, yes. some Merlot, yes. and some Italian varieties. Yes, yeah. so we do two Italian varieties. We do a Sangiovese and a Nebbiolo. Both, yeah, exciting varietals. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few Beechworth um, wineries that are producing Nebbiolo and doing a really good job with the Nebbiolo. A couple are doing Sangiovese and of course the King Valley does a lot of the Italian varietals. But they're actually proving to be, you know, really popular and grow really well yeah, in the Beechworth region. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your background? Like, were you guys born and bred in Beechworth? No, we're originally from Daniloka. Oh yeah, in uh, yes. Western New South Wales. Yes, yeah, yes. The so, Ute. Yes, the Ute Muster. <laughs> Famous Denny Ute Muster. Yeah, so that's where we're originally from. But both of our families are sort of from farming background. Not, certainly not vineyards. It's very different farming over in Daniloquin. Brett does all the viticulture side of things and I do the winemaking. But because he has come from a farming background that, you know, those expertise were able to be transferred across to, to a vineyard. Different crop to what he was used to in Daniloquin. And he's also sort of been in the agricultural industry for a long period of time. So that also, yeah, is helpful in relation to machinery and, mm. and maintenance of, yeah, equipment and machinery and that side of things and as well. Like recognising the soil and um, oh, absolutely, the, the yes, yeah, and, and that's a big thing, particularly with a vineyard. Yeah, the terroir, as they, yeah, the French like to term it, is very important. So yeah, your soil structure and maintaining your soil structure. So not just about identifying it, but also maintaining it. Um, and also, he does regular tests on the soil as well as PDL test on the leaf on the leaf foliage to make sure that everything's in balance um, because you. you it doesn't matter how fantastic a winemaker you are, you can't make good wine unless you have beautiful fruit. Mm, that's so true. Because yes. all around Beechworth, it's like all different little microclimates. Yes. You're saying that there's a ridge just yes. going straight through Beechworth. And yes. That, yeah. That's, a so, yeah, it's a granite belt ridge. So um, basically that extends from this side of Beechworth because we're on the, the, the southern side, right across to the northern side uh, of Beechworth. Um, and our Sangiovese and Nebbiolo are planted on that granite ridge. Um, our Chardonnay, oh, Merlot and Shiraz are planted here at the wineries. And so, but they're quite different soil structures. Granite ridge is particularly suited to the um, Italian varietals. Mm. And half of the Beechworth um, region would sort of be on that granite ridge as well. Yeah. So it has sort of quite a minerality to it and a different, um, throws off different nuances. But you can, when you're tasting any of the wines, particularly Shiraz, because quite a lot of the producers do a Shiraz, you can taste that regionality there. So there are little microclimates, but you can still taste that regionality. And you guys are open on weekends here? We're open by appointment all, all the time, but with COVID we have been restricted in relation to how often we've been opening. But we will look in the springtime of this year to ramp up cellar door yeah. and do a lot more of that. And we were doing long lunches. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is fantastic. In the vines. 
we basically have everybody sitting together so you might be a couple that mm. come on your own or a single person and you just get seated in amongst the other guests and we find that people quite often will interact and yeah. you know make new friends and yeah. and Brett and I usually actually sit with everybody and have the lunch and have a chat to you know have a chat to people you know about the vineyard or winery yeah, that sounds like so. a really wonderful thing to come into here yes, and do yes, yeah because yeah. it's quite gorgeous out there yeah it is it's a very pretty valley that we live in yeah, yeah. we're lucky and so you um, have had a family here and yes. everything, but what's your go-to thing with people with kids, what, something that to do around the region? Well, there are absolutely beautiful walks all around the region. There's also beautiful picnic locations. So there's the gorge at Beechworth, there's some beautiful walks along the gorge and there's lovely little rock pools that, you know, kids can sort of swim and, and play and you can take lovely. a, yeah it is, um, yeah, take a picnic down to. Um, the parks in Beechworth and Yakandanda are beautiful um, to be able to picnic in the parks. Yeah, because Yakandanda is just um, up the road, isn't yes, it? Yeah, we're about halfway between Beechworth and Yakandanda, pretty much smack bang in the middle, which is fantastic. Yeah. So we get the opportunity, you know, to be able to utilise both of the locations. Yeah, and Woolshed Falls is not very far from here. And what, is that like a waterfall? Or? It is, it's a beautiful waterfall and there's actually quite a number of walks that you can do around Woolshed Falls and also there's picnic locations and picnic tables there so you can sit and you know take the children to have a look at the, the falls and yeah have a picnic oh, up at the falls. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, we enjoy having people here and I think or, you know, it's always the case if somebody's on holidays they're in a lovely frame of mind and you know, they're out to have a lovely day so you know, we meet a lovely calibre of people that come through and yeah, quite often make new friends winery visitors so yeah, we always enjoy meeting new people and, yeah, oh, and showing off our vineyard and, and winery. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty part of the world that we live in. It is, yeah. it is. Yeah, we're lucky. My next guest is Lisa Paduti. Lisa and I have known each other for many, many years when we met overseas on our first working holiday. Lisa's been in the region for quite a while now. She's had her finger in lots of pies, including a very successful restaurant, and now she operates Project 49, and they also produce their own Chardonnay. Lisa is a great all-rounder. She's got an excellent palate and a really great eye for detail. And she's going to tell us about what she loves about Beechworth and all about Project 49. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Wine Delos podcast. It's so nice that you can join us. Can you tell us a bit about Project 49? Hi, Janine. Great to chat with you. Project 49 is a small little shop in Beechworth, but full of lots of character. We call it local provador and wine store. We're open from 7.30 in the morning through till about 3, 3.30 and we're open seven days a week, serving coffee, breakfast, lunch and picnic boxes takeaway and a great little selection of local wines. We tend to go organic or biodynamic where we can, small scale with minimal intervention, just a handful of local other wines that we love, not only Beechworth but also wines from northeast Victoria. And a couple of little Italian varieties from Italy. We sell our own wine. So tell us about your local wine, because you've got a Chardonnay that you produce, also called Project 49. Yes, been producing Chardonnay for about, well, since about 2012. Currently selling the 2017 vintage in store. I've held this one back and it's really looking good at the moment. I think that's what I love about your place is that a lot of the cellar doors are by appointment only. 
and that we can just pop yes. in and grab a bottle of the local wines because you're open every day. So I think that's super convenient. Yes. During COVID, we had a lot of time to think about other ways of selling and we started making our own bottled sugo, which is Italian for, I guess, tomato sauce that typically goes on your pasta or a pizza. And that's doing really well. Because you've been in Beechworth for like nearly 20 years now, I think. Yes, coming up. We moved in 2004 and took on a rundown hotel and turned it into a fine dining restaurant. It was kind of like a city restaurant in the country. And within two years, we had a chef's hat and Rocco had won several wine awards. In 2015, we opened Project 49, the Provador. And we called it Project 49, which was basically based on the number of our farm. And eventually our own product that would be, I guess, derived from there, 49B in the heart and soul of the product. In 2016, we also opened a huge site in Collingwood, an extension of what we do in Beechworth, but on a bigger scale, which was a combination of restaurant, wine bar and cafe, which recently moved to Gertrude Street in Fitzroy under the name of Rosella. You're very busy. Which Rocco is now running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With people coming to Beechworth, what locals intel on something to do with kids in the area? There's so many exciting outdoor things to do that are free or not too expensive. Lots of bushwalks and cycling tracks all around the region. Mm-hmm. At the moment, obviously, you can go skiing, but you can also take the kids up to Mount Buffalo for tobogganing, which is really affordable for It's great just to get out there and into nature and look at the waterfalls or just a bit of hiking up in the mountains. The region's beautiful and it's still relatively inexpensive compared to other parts of Australia and great food and wine. So great fun place to go and not too far from Canberra or Sydney or Melbourne. So let's all go. (laughs) So other things to see and do. As I said at the start, this is a great place for modern Australian history, and every time I visit, I see school groups all around the place. The Tourist Information Centre is super helpful with walking maps outlining all the places of interest that you can visit on a walk around town. The jail does tours and sometimes nighttime fireside stories and tours. There's also ancient history here, and you can visit the Yedonba Aboriginal Cultural Site, which is about 20 minutes from Beechworth, where there's a one-hour walking loop noting significant sites along the way. Beechworth is also close to Millawa and the cheese factory there. And in the other direction is the boutique town of Yakadanda and there's other wine regions nearby too. And if you like shopping, you are so spoilt in Beechworth. There's so many lovely stores to while away many an hour in between popping into beautiful coffee shops and of course Project 49. I know one of Lisa's hot tips was visiting the Village Trader at Myrtleford, which is a town nearby. And she got some beautiful mats there made from lobster rope that couldn't be reused or recycled, so they've made into mats. And they're these gorgeous, vibrant colours. Some quick stats for the region. This is definitely a driving holiday spot. From Melbourne, it's about three hours by car. It's four hours from Canberra and about six and a half hours from Sydney. The closest airport is Albury, which is about 40 minutes away. For the kids, you can soak up the modern Australian history by checking out the museums and the jail and all the other bushranger paraphernalia around. 
As both Liz and Lisa mentioned, there's also tons of fantastic walks around the region to explore the nature. There are motels in town and there's lots of houses that can be rented out in and around town. There's lots of heritage places so you really feel like you've escaped the city. And there's lots of farm stays too, which is also fun if you're catering for kids. If you're looking for somewhere cheap, there's a pub in town that does cheap rooms. And of course, you have to try the Chardonnay and Pinot when you're in the region. I suggest checking out beachworthvineyards.com.au for their list of producers in the area to set up appointments in advance of coming. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, happy wine travels. For everything discussed today, check out the Wine Delust website. And if you're interested in trying some of the wines, we have some events coming up too. And subscribe to my newsletter to find out what else is happening.